this looks like big, strong, good hands, man. I'm a rock and roll guy from the from the sixties, but like the year sixty, not even like the year AD sixty, like sixty years into the formation of the planet Earth. Sixty revolutions around the sun. Is it revolutions or rotations? I can never remember. Did you guys ever see the never-ending story? Man, oh man, that story is still going, isn't it? Sometimes people think that the never-ending story just keeps on going, man. You never know. You never know until you show. Hey, if you're on Twitch, man, remember this Darisaw Full Throttle Show. Get, to get excited. Get ready. Tomorrow, we're going to have a special guest in the house. We're going to have uh, Brian Thompson, man. Whoa, yeah, all right. How about it? We sure are uh, cooking with oil, aren't we? You shouldn't really cook with oil, actually. Uh, maybe grease fire. You'll start a grease fire. <laughs> if you start a grease fire, yeah, uh, you never know. Uh, uh, you know, you ever see, hear that song by YouTube, Desire? It goes something like that. I think I think my favorite song is by uh, probably uh, Deep Purple because I got these purple sunglasses. See, smoke on the water. See, I actually witnessed the birth of the Earth, and there was mostly just lava. So if I were to sing it back in my day, I would be like lava on fire. You know, pretty easy riff. It's like a first riff. Everybody learns it. Riff school. We're just hanging out here, man. We're waiting for the party to start. Party's gonna get started. All right. Uh, I'm just grumbling. My stomach's grumbling. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, man, old oh man. I got the rock and roll head right here. Rock and roll. Just waiting for the room to fill up. This is like nonsense. If you're lucky enough to get here early, you'll see, you'll witness all kinds of just nonsense. I know that people get the notifications, they check up like yeah, about five or 10 minutes in. And, you know, it's about motivation. See, today's show is supposed to motivate you. Get up, get out, do the things. Get in there, get out of there. You get the notification, click on it. Do you remember your New Year's resolution? I remember my first New Year, the years one, when the planet Earth was started when I was born. Hey, Cat Blue Chart, we're just hanging out here. What motivates you, Cat Blue Chart, to make the wonderful art that you make? What is the thing that motivates you? to do the things that you do. We gotta find out how to get motivated today. <laughs> it's a motivational speaker, man. I've been going for 500 million years. And this this joke might just last for another 500 million years. <laughs> this bit. Hey, Ruben Valdez <laughs> Well, looks like we should get started. People are hanging out. We wanna chat. Let's find out what motivates you. And tomorrow, remember, tune in, 6 p.m. We're gonna have uh, Brian Thompson. You might remember him from the movie where he said, 
Wash day tomorrow, nothing clean, right? Then he got murdered swiftly. Right, like right after that, he just he just died. He was killed, killed to death, instantly. I mean, it was a good role. It's memorable. We do remember him, and we will see him tomorrow. He's also Shao Kahn. He was also in uh, a lot of different things. You you've seen him before, and you'll see him again. Currently, he's in the tragedy of Macbeth, written to for the screen. And directed by Joel Cohen. Oh man, oh man. Rock and roll. Wow, that was ponderous, wasn't it? That was what a intro that was. Good golly. Good golly, Miss Molly. Uh you know what's what is that song about? Good golly, Miss Molly. You sure like to ball? Is that it? I see we got some friends over here hanging out in the Discord. How y'all doing today? It's happy Monday. Let's find out what motivates you. Kaplu Chart, you don't come back to death, but every day you live is another day to try. That's right. Another day to try. You can't do it all in one day. Rome wasn't built in a day. It might have been burnt down in the afternoon. But, you know, it's easier to tear something down than it is to build it up. Wait, hold on a second. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like it's easier to say something nice than it is to be a jerk. Maybe for some. We'll see. <laughs> what do you think? How do you think? I'm great What's at being a jerk. Are you great at being a jerk? Well, I don't, you know. It's, is it a skill? What's, no, what's I was, going I was, on? It, it, I was born with it, but it could also be Maybelline. <laughs> Could it be Maybelline? <laughs> you know, Judy is one of the one of the nicest people I know. And Ron, you're a nice guy. I don't. I hate to burst your bubble, but you're a nice guy. Uh, you're one of the nice guys. Don't tell you're people. you're Ryan Gosling, and I'm Russell Crowe. Uh, those those that's, what, that's those are nice movie. guys. That's a great movie. That's Judy, I'm actually yeah. motivated today. But go on. You're pretty motivated. That's good. That's good. Um, what motivates you? Um, taking down Spin Magazine. Taking down Spin Magazine. Oh wow! I got a story about Spin Magazine for later, but uh, is this will everybody? Spin, does Spin Magazine actually still exist? Spin Magazine stopped being a magazine magazine back in 2012. Now it's a webzine. Um, uh, no. But I I now know why Axl Rose wanted to beat up Bob Guccione Jr. Ooh, Bob Guccione, the magazine guy, right? He did the Hustler. Was that Hustler or Penthouse? Uh, his dad his dad did Penthouse. Ah, interesting. The Guccionis. The Guccionis. Um, now, Judy, I, you know, speaking of Spin Magazine, actually I remember it was like a big format. It was like it's a big square magazine, and then it turned into like a rectangular magazine. That's all I remember. Right. Spin. I was also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. much next to nothing. Do you... Re- Judy, do you remember when I was in Spin Magazine? I do. <laughs> I wish I had a picture of it. I don't think I do. I think I have a picture of it. I might share it later. Uh, but first, you let's should. get everybody's intro. Ron, you know, this is this might be the most likable song ever. Here it is. My yeah. most likable song <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's, that's Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance all night, dance all night. Kiss me, just kiss me. Kiss me, Nefertiti. Lipstick. Kiss me lipstick. 
This is your most likable song ever? <laughs> yeah. People will love it. <laughs> it's it's true. And, and Judy, you know, speaking of motivation, sometimes you get knocked down, <laughs> but you get up again. And you get up again. <laughs> Also, look out, while everybody's here, everybody who's here has an intro so far. Look, it's Is This Will. It's This Will. You got the touch. Is This Will. You got the You know, Will, it's weird. I was I went from the extended cut to the shorter cut, and there's even an, an extended, extended cut that I still haven't shown yet, which I gotta find. So I've got to search my database. I've got to check the my detail files. Cut. I gotta release the. Uh, I'm gonna start an online petition on Twitter first before we get to that, uh, like maybe that 45 second long instead of the 32 second long one. Uh, Ismael, hey Ismael says hi and Ismael might have the most uh, uh, his intro slaps check it out call me Ishmael there once was a ship that put to sea the name of the ship was a belly of tea there once slaps her bow dipped down below my belly boys bow soon may the well man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum one day when the tongue is done we'll take a leave and go oh spotty Oh, it was a little spotty there. Sorry about that. I can't help the uh, processing power of my computer. It might not be as motivated as we are today. You know, speaking of spotty, this show was on Spotify. You can watch it on Spotify. Not watch it, but listen to it on Spotify. But watch it in your mind's eye. You know, you got to be like Hannibal Lecter. Get a room with a view. Check this out. I just drank a lot of coffee. Also, it's on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am so motivated. You know, what? That's that's what motivates me. Um, hey Ron, actually I listened to your, I listened to your uh, inter- interview, and that was a that was a quite an interesting and good interview. I, I recommend people out there check it out. Um, That's actually why I'm I'm going after Spin Magazine. Why are you going after Spin Magazine? What's going on? How did this happen? Okay, so so okay, in the interview, it's very clear that he mentions that Sunny Day Real Estate is going on tour this spring. Yes. Okay. Well, now Spin Magazine puts out an article today saying exclusive Sunny Day Real Estate to reunite and tour in 2022. And in the oh. article it says, in the article it says, a source close to the situation has said, which mean, which translates That's you, to Ron. someone listened to the Ron Pertie show and they're not giving Ron credit for it. So Well, you go now, after them. Well, remember, remember in private parts when Robin got fired and Howard went after NBC. Yes. Yeah. Spin, is, Spin is now my NBC. Spin is now my NBC. I'm going to make <laughs> them regret the day that they ever failed to mention my name. You rule the day we met, Trebek. This is this That's is amazing. <laughs> you know, I think you should go after them. That's that's some hogwash, if you ask me. One time, you know this. That reminds me of the time I was actually. I did a video. Check this out, guys. Now, Ooh, the, the nerd nerdist, story. 
the Nerdist story. I'm glad that, Ron, that you are a fan of the show enough to know what I'm about to say, <laughs> which is great. Ron is very t- dialed in. Um, so check this out. Like a couple of years ago, I made this video about Alien, the facts about the movie Alien. It's a fantastic movie. I legitimately watch that movie every year. Like once a year, I just sit and I meditate. It's a meditative terror piece. People, a lot of people had a debate on the internet just last year. They said, is Alien a sci-fi movie or is it a horror movie? I'll tell you what I think. I think, I think, check this out. I think it's a horror movie that takes place in the future. So I don't know if that means it's science fiction. Because <laughs> like, like if a horror I movie... I thought of it as science fiction. I always never th- thought of it as, as horror. Me too. It's like yeah. a, like a space. I thought of it as like an early an early like cross genre bending film. Like you know, it was one of the yes. first like sci fi horrors. Like like uh, Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy. You know, so that's what I thought uh, Alien was. So I I I definitely feel that way about the movie. I, I kind of have this weird little like uh, take on it in that like if I make a horror movie that takes place in five years <laughs> from now. That will come to pass, and then it will just be... It won't be sci-fi, it won't be in the future anymore. That's a dumb take. Anyway, the point is... I did this video, and it's it's a very extensive video. I recommend you watch it. I, I put a lot of work into it. It took me like a week and a half to do this video. And usually, they take me about 8 to 10 hours straight. And this one took me like a long time, because I kept thinking of things I needed to put in there. And they're, they're facts that I... Like came up with just from watching the movies and making associations uh so it wasn't like like i watched every alien fact video that was on youtube and i tried not to put those facts in my video i wanted a unique video i didn't want to just do the same thing it's just stupid so i made my own associations my own takes on certain things um and one of them was that there was a a movie out at the same time that alien came out. I was like checking to see what movies were out at the same time. And there was one that had like, it had, um, it was called like star force. I don't even know what it was called, but I happened to notice that David Hasselhoff was in the movie. (laughs) Nobody like they weren't, when I saw that that movie was out at the same time, I looked at the credits and I was like, David Hasselhoff said that movie. That's hilarious. Uh, and I made this association that, that, and I kind of pointed it out and played the Knight Rider theme and everything like that. And then, so what happened was, a couple weeks after I released my video, Nerdist, who follows me on Instagram, if you check out my my, my personal account, Nerdist is one of my followers. Just saying, shout out to Nerdist, I like the channel, but I put this video out, and they t- put two little tidbits in that, their alien fact video that they made two weeks after mine came out that were like purely associations that I made in my head. Not saying that no one else could have done that. No one else could have come up with that. No one else could have made those associations. It was too coincidental and timely. It was like two weeks later, a week and a half later, and it was just really frustrating. Hey, Moonlight's Ray, welcome on Instagram. Um, So, Ron, what I'm saying is I feel your, your, your ire. And I, uh, this isn't the first time something like this has happened, though, because I also made a movie about 11 years ago called The Social Media Massacre about the darker side of social horror, social media, rather. 
and all of a sudden, out comes Unfriended. And a big hunk of Unfriended is very similar to a section in my movie. Ooh. And, yeah, so I, I when un, a trailer for Unfriended came out, I got so many emails and text messages like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You, you know they're ripping you off, right? And, like, well, and you know, a lot of people think, well, it should probably just... Uh, uh, a coincidence, but no, because my stuff was written up in Dread Central and Fangoria, so they they had to have seen something. Yeah. So I think I think you have a reasonable. My shiny metal behind. I think I think what you're saying is reasonable because you read it and it, they were they were specific to not credit you on that. And well, thank you thank you for uh, yes, <laughs> you made takes and somebody took them. That's right. <laughs> they took my takes. I'll take them. I'll do a take and they took it. They done took it. Straight Tooken and Tooken 2. Yeah, the good create the great steal. That's an interesting and the uh, reference. Strike Back. And, and the Empire Strikes Back. That's right. <laughs> That's it, dude. It I'm putting Bob Guccione in Carbonite. Yes, he's no good to be dead. Um, That's the original of Boba Fett, boys. And I'll, and I'll deliver him to, to Harry Knowles, since we need a fat person. Harry Knowles? Who's Harry Knowles? Hey, any cool news? Oh, any cool news? Let's say hello to our friends who just joined the, the, the uh, chat. Jen the Fierce. Shout out to Jen the Fierce, who is very supportive of the channel. She helps out. She, she's the producer of the, the show. If there's a producer for the show, it's Jen the Fierce. Jen the Fierce is going to help me out with the interview tomorrow. Remember, tune in tomorrow for Brian Thompson. I'm trying to play Jen's intro, but it's not It's not working. Jen, <laughs> she's truly on. outrageous. <laughs> truly, truly, truly outrageous. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. <laughs> oh, man. What happened to Jen's intro? Oh, it's up in the cloud. Jen, you truly belong there up in the clouds, is what Lando says. Hold on a second. You're <laughs> Oh, man. Here we go. Jen 2. Oh, it's, it's, it's like... It's transparent. Because it's up in the cloud. See what happens is over the weekend, I gotta find. I gotta not have this folder go to the cloud. That's what. That's what I gotta do. I gotta t- mention that every time and then not do it. Is what <laughs> I need to be motivated to do that. Uh, Judy, what motivates you? Oh, uh, pressure, <laughs> deadlines, deadlines. <laughs> So people tell you new <laughs> deadlines. You know what? I, why? Why does that? Why do you think? Because you, you're like, well, I got to do it. Or I'm not. laughing. I'm just laughing because there's uh, not as much motivation in my life right now. However, I will say this: I have wanted to go through my closet and get rid of some things, and I did that tonight. You did. And I'm proud of myself. <laughs> well, that's good. That's actually yeah. fantastic, Judy. <laughs> Good job. She was motivated. She's motivated to make room to buy more stuff. That's right. No, I, I actually just wanted to get the stuff off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you wanted go. Wanted the clean clothes. Wanted the clean clothes to have a home. <laughs> go to that's your home, motivation. clean clothes. <laughs> well, that's a, that's as good as any, if you ask me. Um, you know what I think about deadlines. See, I, I think I talked to you about this one time, Judy, because like, if I have a deadline, 
Don't check in on me. Mm. <laughs> I will meet the deadline, but right. do not hang over my shoulder for the until the deadline. Because then you're giving me other deadlines, and I'm like, listen, I don't like it. I, I, I personally do not like that. If I have because so, at my old job, this is what happened. They were like, your notes are due Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Like if you had to do notes, I had to have these meetings. I had to do these notes, and they're like, they're due. Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And sometimes on Thursday or Friday, they're like, where's the note for this? And I'm like, well, it'll be there Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. when they're due. Right. <laughs> and they would like, they would like come at me sometimes with a Friday afternoon. It's five in the afternoon. They'd be like, so where did you make a note? I'm like, yes. <laughs> where is it? Well, you'll see it Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> when it's due. So I just, <laughs> I don't know. I get frustrated with that. I get I get a little snappy. I get a little snippy. Um, so personally, deadlines I'm good with. Just don't be checking in on me. I'll have it. I think if like I have a history of being on time with my deadlines, always, then I don't think there's any need to like I wouldn't do that to a, a worker. I definitely would. Do people check in on you for your deadlines, Judy? No, um, they usually just trust that I'm going to do it. And that's how it should be, because they gave you a deadline. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Wesley, shout out to Wesley. Wesley. Corn pot was a bad dude. <laughs> Jen. You're, you're currently downloading from the, the cloud. Um, well, you know, that's interesting. It's interesting. I like, um, I like, you know what motivates me? Uh, let's see. I have to think about it. Food. <laughs> Food motivates me. I'll be like, oh man, I will walk to, I will walk a mile to go get some takeout, to go get some food. You will do it. that. I've done it. I've been Not on the phone, Judy. I'm like, I'm going to go get that Impossible Whopper. It's about a half a mile away. <laughs> and next thing I know, you're eating an Impossible Whopper. <laughs> That's true. So, listen, if you dangle uh, a Whopper in front of a mouth, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, that's going to motivate me. Hey, Studio mm-hmm. 8H, everybody's in the house tonight. I would like, yeah, okay. I'm excited. We got Rob. We got Judy. We got Will. We got Wesley. We got Jed. We got Studio 8H. Everybody. We even got Ismael Ismael's here. I'm excited about that. (sighs) That motivates me. You know, that that is what motivates me. Support like that, actually. Folks relying on me to provide them with mild entertainment and accidental information. This is what the Aristotle Full Throttle Show promises to do and hopefully delivers on that. 
Every it's a great day, five group days of week. people. It is a great group of people. That's what I think. Too. Sorry? And I'm here too. <laughs> he's here. No, no, Ron's making a he's, he's making a, a little bit of a Oh. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> now, so let me just say, it really does motivate. You know what solidarity like, you know, I want to say loyalty, but that sounds like I'm like a godfather. Uh, you know, you're very loyal to the family. <laughs> like I don't want to <laughs> seem like that. But I, you know, I stick with my team personally. I support my team personally. That's what motivates me. Teamwork. But uh, even if there's infighting, you, you got to support your... That's weird. I do have kind of like that weird blind loyalty to my team. Like, I didn't get along too well at at points with my, uh, you know, former bandmate. But I did support him. I did defend him in situations. And also, you know, there's like families. Judy, do you think families forever? Do you think that that's the most important thing? You know, for me it is, but I know some people that it's not. Uh, some people really just don't get along with their families. So yeah. I think it's definitely an individual thing. Sometimes you can't, because you can't pick your family. So it's like, sometimes you feel uh, adjoined to a group of people that maybe aren't good for you. So it's like, where did, where's the boundary for that? And sometimes you feel obligated to people that you're just related to mm. and that's the only reason because if they were any other human being you'd be like screw this person I don't even care about them but uh, Judy I know you support your family uh, very uh, very much so and that's and that's a beautiful thing and also Ron you 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 say you have a brother that you help support and uh, and that's, that's also that's, that's, see, that's nice beautiful. yeah um, you know too it's I think maybe you know, some people define family differently, right? Like it's the people they choose to have as their family. Yes. So maybe in that regard, they do, they are, you know, family to them is everything. It's just not family's not blood. Fair so enough. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and, and Wesley, you're part of my extended family. I consider you a nephew because I grew up, I've known his father since we were five. So we're, we're basically brothers, but good luck on your midterms, Wesley. Thanks for stopping in. And uh, he still oh, sticks by your midterms. Yeah, that's right. It's midterms already. It's crazy. Uh, he still sticks by the fact that uh, Corn Pop was a bad, bad dude. So <laughs> guys, remember <laughs> that. Is this going to be on the test? <laughs> what motivates you to do a test? I wonder, you know, I was very unmotivated in high school for a lot of things. Had I been motivated, I probably would have gotten slightly better grades. My grades weren't bad, but I just didn't I just didn't care that much. I should have cared a little bit more. Should I should I have oh, I just hurt my back. Uh, should I have cared about Here's here's something I remember. I think you're doing okay. So I think I think, I think it all worked out. <laughs> Judy, do you remember that time, Mr. Friedman, chemistry teacher? said mm -hmm. this it was really it was really uh, eye opening in that moment it didn't seem real it didn't seem of value in that moment but he was right he said this one thing he said somebody we all got it like this pop quiz it was a chemistry test and a lot of us just tanked on it got like 20% or something like that which is like a lot of people just went away it was bad some pe and people were like 
We had some people in our class who were very, very, very upset if they did not score a 100 or greater on their test. And uh, so Mr. Friedman said, why are you upset? He said that says someone or the greater group of people who failed this test. There's several of us. I don't, I don't know if I failed. I might have gotten like a 65. I might have just made it. But I remember people tanked it. And he was just like, this test right here doesn't mean, it will not mean anything to at all in 10 years. This will have no effect on your life 10 years from now. <laughs> and he's just like, right. this is completely meaningless. <laughs> and it was just. But right now it, you're all going to, you're all going to fail in my class. <laughs> <laughs> so he gonna... was the best teacher ever. He was pretty great. He, he was, was pretty great. You know, because he he was just a cool dude, even though no one thought he was. Yes. Like, he had so much wisdom to share. He had a like, lot of great things to say. Yeah. And I still think my about chem- it. My chemistry teacher tried, you know, hitting us with a pop quiz, and none of us were ready, so I asked him if you could light a fart on fire, and he talked for the entire class about it. About methane ah. being combustible? That's yeah, pretty great. So... <laughs> way to help your way to help your fellow uh, classmates out. Ron's oh, like, check this after. out. Ron has he's like, I I know what we can do. <laughs> Ron's the the artful dodger in that. I scenario. am the artful dodger. Yes, very. That was very wise of you. We had a uh, we had a physics teacher, Mr. Hoffman. And oh, now, Ron, get ready I... for this. Go ahead. No, I said I. Oh, I thought you said I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, I. Yes. He had this. He had this way of speaking. All right. Uh, Let's let's go full Hoffman on this. So one of my favorite things about Mr. Hoffman is uh, he he had gigantic forearms. He looked like Popeye. Also, he had a gigantic mustache because he was a boat captain on the weekends. Because, you know, it's Long Island. And he's a boat. He was Popeye. He might have been Popeye. He might have actually been Popeye. Alright. Now, he talk like this. Alright? Because he's from Long Island, alright? Alright? So, he would talk about physics like this. Alright? You got one vector over here, alright? It's going in this direction, alright? Now, you got another vector over here, alright? Now, you got these two puppies... Going in these two directions, all right? Now, what do you got here? The resultant vector, all right? Subtitle so I can understand you, sir. <laughs> it was kind of amazing. This was <laughs> daily. She, or every other day, actually. He lo- <laughs> was- And he loved talking about the Doppler effect. He would make that noise, like, the entire time <laughs> he was talking about the Doppler effect. <laughs> <laughs> we do this over and over again. Now you got the Doppler effect, right? Now it's like the the air molecules are getting closer and closer together and further and further apart. This is what you hear. <laughs> Just over and over again. So uh, in case y'all didn't grow up on Long Island, uh, this is what you're missing. 
<laughs> this is what you're my, missing. My, actually, my chemistry teacher that I just mentioned, he um, was from Brooklyn. He had a very thick Brooklyn accent. And mm. it was very hard. Right. Like, he would always say, water, water. Water. And water. stuff like that. So so it, it also sounds like you are, uh, your, your teacher was uh, a weird amalgamation of Popeye the Sailor Man and Rocky Balboa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, let's see what Will says. says, Yo, Adrian, where's the resultant vector? Alright. I'm gonna hit you with a punch like this. Alright. <laughs> Is this Will? Wow, your chem class sounds like my algebra two class. Test scores read right, test score reads were a race to the bottom to the point of being comical to see with the teacher's increasing befuddlement. Um the most useful formula we ever learned was how to curve grades. Yeah, well, there. Everybody, try not to get a good score. <laughs> the only thing I ever learned to do is curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. <clears throat> Oh boy, oh boy, man! But I tell you, I did really have a a really strong interest in physics and also chemistry. I did pretty good in chemistry class. I I remember easily grasping how to balance chemical equations, which is how I got my first girlfriend. <laughs> Stick with me. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 completely. I I, I have to hear how this ends. <laughs> so I was. I'm a dumb kid, right? And uh, uh, what am I, 16? 15, 15, 16? And uh, I was—I remember I was one of like the three kids in the class that immediately understood how to balance equations or something like that, balance chemical equations, or at least the people in, in the corner of the room that my letters are or whatever. Judy's probably got it right away too. Judy's also a, a D last name. Uh, but I remember yes. the, the person who sat next to me, she didn't, she couldn't get it. And I was just like, oh, this is like, this is cakewalk. So she also happened to live around the corner from me. And then she said, hey, why don't you come over and show me how to balance some of this chemistry? <laughs> and uh, we, you know what I mean? I actually, but I, I didn't know what she meant. I just was like, here, this is how you do it. It's so simple. And I was just a nerd. I didn't, nothing. Didn't know, didn't pick up what she was dropping. Didn't figure it out. Not until later, anyway. Point is, she asked me to come over because she liked me, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Also, she probably she needed help with her homework. Uh, yeah, so that was that's the, that's how the story ends, Rod. <laughs> that's basically it. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It did really. It's not that exciting. <laughs> but that's the story of. Uh, Get, the, the, the point is know your chemistry and you'll get a girlfriend know how to balance chemical equations test well, no wonder uh, I'm single <laughs> see you gotta know more physics LeBron just work on your physics well actually what's chemistry. funny is um, have you seen the, the movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio of course I've seen that movie like it was on okay. channel 11 so Commercial there was a, we were watching it for a history of rock and roll class in high school because I went to one of these high schools that was college prep. So we had a lot of uh, classes that we just 
we're just weird but you know whatever um so we're we're in the we're watching crossroads because it's about you know the history of the blues and everything like whatever although it's way off on a lot of stuff um but there's that moment where he says where i come from you don't blow no harp you don't get no and as he says it in the class in the, in the movie uh, somebody in the class goes so that's what i'm doing wrong <laughs> and ever since then i've always wanted to get a harmonica yeah you know <laughs> i think about harmonicas all you know ron are you a fan of the harmonica if it's played properly jody what do you, what do you say about the harmonica I i've got think... an opinion it's really cool when someone plays it really well. My my friend's dad used to play the harmonica, and he was really good at it. I like it. I think there's a certain vibe it brings to a song. I can take about 12 seconds of harmonica. <laughs> I mean, most people who play harmonica sound like uh, a really crappy math rock band. Uh, Like Tool? <laughs> They're not really crappy. No. They're really good. Well, I I, I oh. guess if I'm going to use man, uh, oh. uh, math rock as an example, I should say something like Managra or Tintoretto or Dream Theater. More bands that nobody's heard of. Uh, mm. Wow. I'll tell you, but I think about harmonica though. Like, I, I saw John Popper. My first concert ever was the Blues Traveler, and how uh, could you miss him? Heyo. <laughs> well, he uh, he's a phenomenal phenomenal he's he maybe i don't know if he's the best in the world but he he would play the harmonica like no other and i watched him do that all night long <laughs> and uh and uh you know it was impressive and that was enough harmonica for your entire life i'll tell you it was impressive for 12 seconds <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know um that you know, i just i just doesn't <sighs> my friend jimmy Galloway. He brought a harmonica on a trip one time in like eighth grade on the way to Boston. So it's like a four or five hour drive or something like that from Long Island. And he brought this harmonica and he just went like this for about five hours on the bus. For like four hours. Okay, so <laughs> if you do it one more time, I'm, I'm probably going to get annoyed. Well, they see 12 seconds. That's the limit. But here's the thing about that. Um, it's not, I don't know if it's the timbre of the instrument or if it's like, I feel like people think they're cool when they're playing it. Listen, I'm thinking specifically about Bruce Willis. I'm picturing Bruce Willis playing the harmonica. And he comes out there and, he's, and he, he does like the thing where he's like, I'm cool and then I'm going to play the harmonica. And I just, I'm like, it looks like you're eating a candy bar. I don't know. I, I can't... I'm, to anybody who likes the harmonica, sorry, Judy. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm, no, I'm crapping sorry. all over the It's not for everyone. Horn. It's not for me. It's not. It's not my favorite instrument. It's a. Uh, it's just got this. Uh, I don't know if it's the instrument itself, or if it's like the so the whole. Uh, like I can take harmonica in "Love Me Do." Because it goes, and then that's it. 12 seconds, and it's gone. Uh, but when it's like like that extended harmonica solo in any, every Bob Dylan song, I'm like, oh, throw me off the train. Uh, 
Throw Aristotle from the train, starring Danny yeah, DeVito. Yeah. That'll be yes, exactly. Uh, you know, I'll la- I'll just land on my hair and it'll be fine. But uh, would you like an awkward silence cash prize or a play play a mouth organ? Would so out of all of these, are you offering me a, cho- a choice? Is this a would you rather question? Is this will? You know, I saw my friend. Okay. Now this is gonna get gross. Um, oh, because this, well, this is a would you rather question that I saw. Now, you know what? Go check out Lee Boxleitner's Instagram and see his latest would you rather. I don't want to okay. repeat it. <laughs> check out Lee Boxleitner, <laughs> the Lee with no name on Instagram. Oh boy, oh boy, it's a, it's a, it's a tough choice. It's a Sophie's choice. Wait, of a, is he is he bald with a beard? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I follow him on TikTok. I yes. think I follow him on Instagram. Maybe? I definitely he's follow my, him on TikTok. He's my buddy. He's my bro. He lives around the corner. We we go to the bar and commiserate sometimes. You should have <laughs> and, him uh, on the show sometime. I know, I know. I, I've uh, He's been on my show, he and Sam, their brothers, the brothers Boxleitner. I've done uh, a couple of several series with them on the show. So if you check out my archive of videos, I do the Boxtober series, which is the horror movie October with the Boxlighter Brothers. So check those out. They're fun and they're ridiculous. And uh, the guys are hilarious and they're talented uh, dudes. Uh, <clears throat> which reminds me, I should go I should call Lee, see how he's doing. He said he wasn't feeling well the other day, actually. He might have got the Omicron. Oh, oh, wait, go ahead. Oh, wait, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, hold, hold on. Let me text him. <laughs> See how he's doing. Um, but the thing is, yeah, Lee, Lee's, he's got some creative uh, ideas. His place is right on my run, too. Well, I go run by his house every day. Um, anyway, point is, shout out to my friend Lee. What's up, Lee? Come on, call in. Maybe I'll text him and tell him to call in. He, you know what? I'll have him as a guest next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. And I'll make him do it. <laughs> Sometimes I've been like, hey, Lee, come on the show. And he's like, cool, yeah. And then, uh, like, right before a couple times, he was like, uh, it's okay, Lee, don't worry about it. Because, you know, I'm going to move on from that discussion. Hey, what motivates you? Like, I'm super motivated this year, actually. Because. Hey, can I you know, tell I- you thing? Yes. Last night, um, I got a text from a friend that said, "Hey, is is Ari on the UPS store commercials? Because I keep seeing him. I keep seeing someone. I think is him." Okay, good. So you're you're still getting play. Yes, that means I'm gonna get more checks, ladies and gentlemen. Which which will payments here they come. Car payments, baby. <laughs> cha ching, cha ching. Um, yeah. I'm excited about being able to pay this car off because I love this car that I got. I really do. I love my new car, and I, it's it's a car that I got. That uh, it's the car that I wanted, and I feel like every single car I've ever had in my life was the car that I needed. And now it's like, if I want to get a car, you know, a reasonably priced car, not like a Tesla, because that would be, I guess, the ideal car would be like a Tesla, the Tesla SUV thing, but. Um, you know, but that's if you're rich. <laughs> so uh, I ain't rich. 
I said, what's the practical car that I would like? And it was the Toyota RAV4 Hybrid, and I got that, and I'm excited about it. I'm very stoked about it. And, uh, you know, I'm also going to have to be creative and paid off, which is why I do the show five days a week, <laughs> and you can subscribe, and you could also listen to it on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, I, I'm up to like, hey, Ron, I'm up to like 78 cents in a week. I'm nice. Like, nice. I'm like excited. I'm, I got 78 I cents tell, in aggravity. I won't tell you what I'm up to. What are you up to? Wait, no, don't tell me. Yeah, tell me, I'm not going to tell you what I'm up to. Write it down on a piece of paper and fold it and slide it across the desk. Sure, <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> but I'm excited about that. I was like, oh, you know, I've been doing this show for two years. It's like the live stream version of the show. I've actually been a YouTube creator since like 2016. So this is like my sixth year coming up in March, I think. So it does add I, up. It, it adds up and you know like the over the years on YouTube I might have made like $76 which was not nothing <laughs> but I am excited to be like hey uh, you know what as this show goes on I can actually put it up on Spotify and if you listen you're supporting the channel and you're helping keep the lights on helping keep uh, this car parents coming and helping me continue to do this which is something I love to do and I've been doing since I'm five and I'm not joking I'm gonna try to dig up some of those tapes uh, I used to do funny. We used to call All it your funny TV explosion tapes. Those, are, yeah, the, the high school explosion tapes. So yeah, Judy was bringing up with the, in high school. I did these. Um, me and my cousin, were like 14, 15 years old, we would take two VCRs and a stack of movies that we knew inside and out, and we would cut them. To, like we would take like twelve movies that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we would cut them together, and you you had to suspend a little disbelief. You had to imagine that Arnold was the same character, even though he would like change his outfit and his. So you kind of had to like go with it. So every scene that he would walk into, so we we learned, we taught ourselves how to edit, and we would make these like ten minute videos of just absurd absurdist movie things that cutting robocop together fighting the terminator or something like that so like the terminator would shoot and robocop would get shot you know so we figured out how to do all of that stuff as kids as 14 year olds with two vcrs and had to time it right and everything and um and then we would take the tapes and just hand them go hand them out at school kids for people's entertainment for fun so listen uh I'm just gonna do this either way. If I if there was no technology, if the, if it's the movie like this was that TV series called The Blackout or something on NBC for one season. If every electronic goes away, I'm gonna stand up on a rock and do this. So I'll stomp and clap if I have to. Is that a repeat? Motivating me to drive under the speed limit. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Well, let me catch up with what you said. <clears throat> Quoting Craig Ferguson in the closing of his interviews, he's a fave. You know, I actually went and saw Craig Ferguson, and Will, I do take a page out of Craig Ferguson's book for this very show, because he never had a written monologue. <laughs> he kind of came out and ripped for 10 minutes every night, and could do it, because the guy's... So I, I'm inspired by that guy. David Letterman, you know, read jokes off cue cards, pretty good jokes. But Craig Ferguson, uniquely went out there and riffed for 10 minutes every single night and it was funny 
So, you know, that's you not know, what's easy. What's really funny, though, is Letterman had jokes that were written by Johnny Carson that no one knew about. Johnny didn't write any jokes for Jay, that big-chinned hack. Uh, I don't like Jay Leno at all. I don't know. I have a severe He's not dislike. funny. He's not funny. He's not a good guy. He's no. not. He doesn't have... He doesn't have the loyalty. He doesn't. He's he's loyal to no one. He has no solidarity for. He doesn't support his team, which is horrible. He undermines his own team. He's got no soul or conscience. He's and he's terrible. not even a ginger. <laughs> he's not even a ginger, and we, as we all know, gingers. Uh, what, what's why? You know, I'm thinking immediately of carrot top, and you might be right about that. Let's see. Oh, yeah. it's, it's made up of the first song I heard by bands and artists that made me want to follow up and become a fan. It is not, I repeat, not motivating me to drive under the speed limit. Um, I'm not sure. Well, we, we might have to decipher this later. But food motivates me. Food and um, having... Apparently, apparently it's, uh, uh, attractive M&Ms motivate Tucker Carlson. I saw that. Now, Ron, what I believe you're talking about is the fact that they're updating the M&M's look because apparently the M&M's are too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and Tucker Carlson it's... thinks it's a liberal agenda. Yes, Judy? What was it? Were you going to? No, I, I can't see what Will is writing, um, but I it made me think of safe at any speed. Oh, on Safe at Any Speed. That is uh, an album that you guys can purchase. <laughs> and listen, if you purchase the album, that's my former band's uh, last album that we came out with. If you purchase it, it just goes into um, the money, just collects. <laughs> Nobody touches it. It'll, we'll see how much money it will, will put there eventually. Actually, $3,000 was stolen from us two years ago <laughs> from, from our iTunes. From our TuneCore account. So not looking at it for... I look at it like once a year. And I say, you know, the other guys have kids. Maybe they'll... Maybe college fund or something. Um, but, uh, yeah. Where can you, was, where can you go, for, go to college for $3,000 now? Well, I'm saying, you know, at, by the time they're in college, we'll see how much this is there. And maybe they'll be able to buy their books with that money. But, uh, yeah, I don't... It just goes there, and, and maybe you're funding some kids' books for college. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, you missed the comment that I started. I have a motivational playlist. Oh, Will, I have a motivational playlist. In fact, I was running today. Music, 100%, motivates me. You know what I listened to on my run? And this is, used to be the first song I would put on my playlist when I would run a 5K. Now, check this out. There's a song by The Tools, and it's called The Grudge. <laughs> and that that song... Now, Tool has many masterpieces, because they're a masterful... They're master craftsmen for, of music. And that is one of their, their really iconic, masterfully perfect songs. And um, it has so much anger... Because it's called The Grudge. But it also helped me, actually, a little bit today. I had a, a bit of a catharsis. Because I, I, the song is, is nine minutes long. 
It's in five. That's it? It's only nine minutes long. It's a short tool song. It might, might be actually be seven or eight minutes long, actually. But um, the song has these ebbs and flows, and it gets really intense. And every single time, no matter how fast I'm running, listening to that that riff in the beginning of this, you know, um, let's see if I can demonstrate. My friend sent me 300 picks. Ladies and gentlemen, shout out to Chris Janu, former guitar player from Beta. And you're going to lose them all in about a day. I said, this is an afternoon's worth of picks. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he he supports the cause because it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, hopeless at this point. But um, sounds like a tool song. Nope. I'm not going to play it. But if... <laughs> anyway, it sounds better when it's electrified, not on an acoustic. That's off their acoustic album. Uh... <laughs> So, um, it sounds, it's got teeth, you know, it's, it's just got this thing. And when it drops into that part w- with that riff, every single time, no, no matter how fast I'm running, talk about motivation, I will run three times faster. I don't know why, but it works every time. And actually, I was really, really, really pushing today listening to that song and listening to the lyrics, listening to the lyrics, because our friend... Maynard is a a masterful lyricist and the song is about a grudge it's called the grudge but it's also about letting it go because he's literally saying at the end let go let go let go let go and he's magazine I'm not letting this one go (laughs) he's got a grudge I do I'll be Um, right back I'll see you in a bit so the idea of the song is beautiful he says, let, let go, let the ocean wash it away, let it go. And that is a really important thing. You gotta, you gotta come to that point. And it worked. <laughs> it actually worked. So music for me is a is 100%, 100 million percent motivational. Um, especially that song. I get something out of it every time. I feel like every single year since that song has come out, I, I hear it in a different way every time I listen to it. And this time, it just really moved me. Uh, it always does. I remember hearing it last week when I was in my unfortunate state when I was at the Tool concert last week, and I was not able to fully be present, but I did... While my head was in my hands, my sweaty head was in my hands, I remember them playing that song last week. And it was authoritative. They were on a mission. They dropped they dropped it. They played it impeccably. I could hear it. I could hear it, but I didn't see them do it. <laughs> my eyes were closed, and I was not in, a, in the best. I, I ate waffle fries, and those waffle fries wanted, wanted a second chance at life at that moment. Oh, man. 
it was rough. That sounds but, really know, rough. It was pretty rough. <laughs> but but does that does music motivate you, Judy? Is that something that you would say? You know, I, it doesn't necessarily motivate me, but there's definitely music that I feel in my soul. And when I'm listening to that music, I'm literally in a different place. Mm. Like, I actually like going to concerts and closing my eyes and listening to the music just for yes. certain bands because yes. it takes me to that other place. 100%. But, I do that too. But not because, but... Not, not because my body's like trying to revolt. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I was... That was like the worst state I've ever been in in a concert, especially a concert that I was so disappointed because I wanted to be like very present because I like to sort of mentally play the songs with them while they're playing and, and I'm watching them. And I, I take mental notes, like I'll see what their where their hands are, what they're doing. And I couldn't do that that night. But you know what? They'll be back around again. Saturn comes back around. Yes. You know, it's... it's <laughs> That that lyric, Judy, because I've spent many times listening to this that song, and when he's like Saturn comes back around, negativity, calculate what you will, will not tolerate, desperate to control all and everything, unable to forget, Scarlet Letter Leatherman. Uh, so <laughs> every time Saturn comes back around, it's twenty-seven years, and do you know how many days twenty-seven years is? Ten thousand. So that's a an interesting thing that that Maynard likes to sprinkle in there. Ten thousand days is around twenty-seven years. Wow! Days Makes you wonder if he was drinking his wine when he wrote that song. He might, he may have been, and you know it's interesting because he was. I th- I think yeah, you think he was like twenty-seven or when when his mother uh, passed away, and not quite sure of the of the. Um, of the story, but like he was born and then 27 years later when Saturn came back around, his mother passed and that's why the song Wings for Marie and 10,000 Days is what it is because the guy's an artist and it's really... It's and Judith. Tr- and Judith, yeah. It's a good... Judy, that's your name. That is my name. <laughs> I yes. actually have a funny story about that song. What's the story? I was getting um, a tattoo and... Um, the song was premiering on the local radio station and I heard the introduction like, hey, this is new, it's called a Perfect Circle, Maynard from Tool, etc, etc. Josh Free from the Vandals. Nobody but me in the tattoo parlor knew what that meant. Um, And then I... Yeah, and and, and, uh, some woman, I think it was Melissa Oftenmauer, I don't remember. Um, Oh, Paz... Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so then, um, I pass out because I hadn't eaten, mm. and I was, I was, I passed out for the length of the song because it came to an end as they brought me around. Hmm. Hmm. So the, they brought there's you back. Sometimes I like a perfect circle. Well, yeah. There's sometimes I like a perfect circle better than Tool, but it's it depends on. Like I like when they did their mix of Diary of a Madman by Ozzy with. Love song by mm. the Cure. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that one. I actually saw them maybe four years ago. Uh, Perfect Circle, and uh, you know, meh. I'll, I'll post There's... it in the show and tell. It's like a twelve-minute, uh, twelve-minute song, and they usually do it live, and it's called Diary of a Love Song. 
I'll check it out because they. So that I, I would say the distinction between Tool and Perfect Circle is Perfect Circle likes to write in six eight a lot, but also they write songs like rock radio songs instead of these art rock right. epics. <laughs> and um, I just I, I did see a Perfect Circle in like 2003, and they were phenomenal because Josh Freeze was there. It was, it was just nuts. It was so good. Uh, I did see them again four years ago with their that their latest album in it. And they were genuinely kind of like, is this song any good? <laughs> like, Maynard was asking the crowd, what do you guys think of that song? It's okay. It was okay. It had parts that were good. Um, and, you know, it's funny because Maynard's a curmudgeon. And last week, I remember this specifically, at the end of the concert, he was, he right before their last song, he goes, I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> oh, you know who Maynard is, right? <laughs> Essentially, he's Frank. Hey, he's kind of Frank because yeah, he is playing. You know, he's he's playing a character. He's playing a character in a lot of ways, and he, you know, Maynard, not to get too tool about it, came to L.A. to become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> really? Yeah, but if I you listen to the, that. well, I mean, the song "Anima" is just dark comedy it's incredible you know see and you bill down hicks, in arizona bill bay hicks is, yeah and and bill hicks is all over that second album or that yeah yeah the, so he you know the the tributes to bill hicks maynard is very tongue-in-cheek a, that Ooh, character that dark blank and high on drugs <laughs> exactly um yeah real yeah that's a good that's a good bit um anima judy you remember we would like all drive around listening to anima for like yes an entire six months <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like pete would be driving yeah, that one, isn't well isn't because what else song? is there to do on long island exactly but drive around <laughs> isn't there that's that all... one song i forget the name of it but it's basically just a um let me see if i can find the name of it um oh Dyer von Satan, isn't that just a recipe for chocolate cake? Uh, I think it's, yeah, chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Unkaina Aya. And basically it's just like an add, an add two eggs. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's great. It just proves that anything you say in German sounds evil. It does sound quite evil. And also, you know, they are hilarious. It just, it's just, it's a brand of dark comedy and that's why i love them so much because it's so tongue-in-cheek in a lot of ways but it's also genuinely angry genuinely aggressive but some of the some of the stuff also another band like that from the 90s from that era is allison chains they, jerry cantrell the whole band has the greatest sense of humor they've done so many sketches and comedy things but if you listen to their lyrics it's just dark stuff it's depressing stuff <laughs> But they do have a really good sense of comedy. So, uh, or if they're unplugged too... when Metallica's sitting in the front row and they wrote on the acoustic bass, "Friends don't let friends get friends haircuts." Yes, it was pretty, pretty great, uh, epic moment. That was when Metallica was changing up their look. You guys think I should get a haircut? Think I should get like a what? A, like a like a what should I get? Like a what, like should I get like an emo haircut like this? 
or like what, what should i should i get like a... no no you're not going to when we were young so you that. can constantly flick your your bangs over <laughs> yeah like this i actually did that one time at a show i like slicked I'd my hair like down po- i'd also like to point something out is first off I, I think maybe I would pay to see maybe one or two of those bands at When We Were Young Fest. But how do you have a festival called When We Were Young Fest and not include the Killers? Yes. You know, I was just listening to a Killer song today, not When We Were Young, but The Man, which is, I think, it came out four or five years ago, that song, and it's as good as any Killer song. And They're I was a very running underrated t- band. They're, 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 yeah. You know what's interesting about the Killers? Uh, if you guys are <laughs> interested in how bands, band lineups, <laughs> um, one of the guys dropped, it's like four guys, four iconic dudes, if you remember from like the early 2000s. And um, I think the guitar player left, but he didn't really leave. Like, I think he shows up on the albums, he just doesn't tour. And then the bass player left. <laughs> and like, he'll come back sometimes. But now it's just, it's down to Brandon Flowers, and uh, I don't remember the drummer's name, but uh, it's the drummer and Brandon Flowers are the only two members left, original members, and they're the ones who write all of the music now, which is interesting. So I just find that they're kind of like a Black Keys lineup in that sense. But um, I don't know. The drummer's really cool. He's very creative. He does a lot of cool, um, he makes a lot of cool choices on the drums, because I was just listening to the song of the man I was playing along to it and another song by the killers came on on the and I was trying to play on the drums and I'm like this guy is not playing um repeated patterns he's he's ornate he's playing all over the kit he's 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 holding down the groove but he's adding like lots of cool accents that's just music nerdery and I find it I find the killers to be a great band from Las Vegas well, ladies and gentlemen, now that, uh, you know, the Killers used to be, they're probably in Spin Magazine. <laughs> We're making Ron's blood boil. You know, funny. I have had a lot of people read the article and say, oh, they just basically took your entire interview and put it up here and didn't credit you. You did all the work. I did all the work and Spin Magazine gets all the clicks. Well, you know what, Spin Magazine? Wait till this Thursday's episode when I have Mark Russell, the writer of Fantastic Four, a life story on. And uh, you will hear what I have to say about Spin. You're going to regret the day that you ever you ever poked this bear. Also, you can find out how you can win a copy of the new Bruce Willis movie, Apex on Blu-ray. So, yeah, uh, tune in this Thursday. Tune in this Thursday. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron on right. Twitch. Uh, and, and Judy, you can see, uh, Judy, where's your next appearance going to be? Uh, work tomorrow? It's going <laughs> to be on my couch watching TV. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. That's a great place to be. I actually, uh, you know, I'm excited for tomorrow because tomorrow night, tune in. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time because we're going to have Brian Thompson. And if you want to have a little research before you do it, watch The Tragedy of Macbeth. Adapted oh, for the Cobra. screen. Or watch Cobra, because he's the bad guy in Cobra. And that's uh, the movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, actually, we can talk to him Cobra, about that. Cobra. Let's talk to him about that, because it's an iconic role that he played in that. Um, 
But you know, he's fair game for anything. He's he's down to to hang out and chat and and have a good time and whatever questions you have for Brian Thompson, get them ready because he's gonna be here and we're gonna have a chat. It's gonna be fun. And he's he's uh he's got a storied life. Let me tell you, he's told me some stories about some of the things, and I've met some interesting folks uh, at his house. <laughs> like, and it's I met Cobra is actually his first movie, or his per- first per- prominent role. Yes, yes, indeed. And um, I, I've met some folks. I actually geeked out with the this dude who worked on every single Star Trek movie with the original crew. And also invented the bat left. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll call that guy up too. Maybe we'll go, we'll, uh, we'll have him tap it, uh, Skype in as well. But yeah, it's going to be great. Shao Kahn will be here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Well, then what's going to happen to the Earth realm? We'll see. We'll see. I might have to fight him to death. We'll see. <laughs> I will lose. No offense, but I have a feeling that he might, he might, um, he might take you out. He will probably take me out. We're the same size, except, you know, you you've seen pictures of him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but uh, this is something right up your alley because while you're not from this borough, it uh, impacts you. Apparently, Saturday Night Live comics Colin Jost and Pete Davidson purchased a decommissioned Staten Island ferry boat for $280,100 with plans to turn it into New York's hottest club. The 277-foot <laughs> vessel shuttled commuters for nearly 60 years. Interesting. Yeah, I actually did. And I think it's going to be called The Waste of Money. New York's hottest new club is Pete, uh, Dave and Co- Colin's boat. <laughs> Pete. And Colin's boat. Um, yes, Stefan. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that actually. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. It's been good. It's been a good motivational day. You know what motivates you? Remember your resolution. If you had a resolution, and Dan Cortez, and Dan Cortez from uh, Yo MTV Sports or whatever. I don't know. If you guys have a motivation, if you guys had a resolution, I'm just here to gently remind you of it. Because sometimes you get to three, four weeks into the new year and you're like, ah, forget about it. But, uh, you know, my resolution this year is to up the game. We're going to have so many more guests. They're going to have so much more fun. Tomorrow night we're going to have Brian Thompson. And, uh, yeah, you know, here, here we, this is how we do. I'm just kind of playing, running the clock out right now. <laughs> we got the song. I bring up the music. I feel like I'm getting played off my own show right now. What? Uh, thank you. I would like to thank you guys for watching. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, I like to thank Frogs. I think I'll do that every time I accept an award. I'll be like, yo, I would not be here if it wasn't for Frogs. I would like to thank Frog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say that because Eddie Vedder always replaces the word God with Frog. Um, like you do but, like you should as it should be as it should be you know god that for all we know might just be one big green slimy dude all right see you tomorrow everybody